0: What's going on, guys? AJ here back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. I hope my crispiness is to some degree similar. I do not have my headphones right now, and I do apologize for that. But uh, let's jump right in. This one I'm promise you, I'm going to try to keep really brief. Um, I want to continue to talk about EQ, but from a different angle again. I want to talk more about onboarding. Um, I'm a really big fan of getting into the... Different complexities of onboarding, um, getting really creative when it comes to onboarding, getting really empathetic, uh, trying to tweak things to make to make the outcome of an onboarding process more productive for all parties involved. The company, obviously, the managers executing the onboarding, the you know the entry level, mid level, high level, whatever level the employee is going to be, with their outcome kind of getting into the company and feeling comfortable. And one aspect around. Um, EQ that I think is incredibly important to touch on when it comes to onboarding is rushing. So let me explain. I believe it is an incredibly bad decision to to rush or to speed up onboarding. Um, I really to this day cannot understand why any company uh, would do that consistently. So here's what I mean. I, I just don't think it's a great idea, to rush or to speed up a process of someone understanding something intricate, something difficult, or maybe something simplistic. I think, um, I think it's an incredibly good idea to have systems and processes in place to unpack and give individuals time to understand not only the culture, understand the decision-making processes, understand their leaders, understand the norms, the storms, the forming, the perspectives, the realities of their leaders, have leaders understand who they're actually bringing into the teams, understand the team's complexities. Like, I'm just a huge fan of companies not rushing that process. And and frankly, I think this is a proactive thing. This is why it's so vital and so important to always consistently have... Um, Proactive recruiting behaviors where you're forever and always keeping a a really full, healthy pipeline. That's why this is so vital, because you're you're never going to have a moment where you feel like you're rushing to get someone in last second. You know, you're not doing any last minute hiring. I'm just a big fan of that proactiveness. I'm just a big fan of being super thoughtful about that process in the very beginning. Now, even if you're in a situation where, for whatever reason, you need someone now where there's not too many reasons why, but let's just say you need someone now, like you need someone, you need to like have something executed in the next six weeks and someone, a valuable and amazing just walked out the door today. There's no one internally that you guys can coach up in six weeks. You need someone right now. Um, even in that case, I'm not a huge fan of rushing. Now, I'm a huge fan of expediting. I'm a huge fan of restructuring. I'm a huge fan of being scrappy, but I'm not a huge fan of rushing. And this is what I mean. You guys got to remember, this is the E1B2 collective, employees first, business second. And so to jump to the punchline, if 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 an employee tells you clearly they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel competent, they don't feel like they are in the mix correctly, they don't feel like they have a good grip or an understanding. And if you're objectively seeing it in the data that they're just potentially not capable of pulling off what you need to pull off, I just don't think it's a really good use of time or a great decision to try to make that happen for multiple reasons. The obvious reason is they're not going to produce the outcome that you probably think they're going to produce. And that's just not a good use of time. And that's just not a good decision for anyone involved. Number two, number two, which is most important. If you don't listen to their perspectives upfront, they may have a level of engagement of engagement issues or a level of disappointment or a level of frustration that would actually not only negatively affect the inevitable bottom line outcome, but could could, could affect the process along the way. It could bleed over into management. It could bleed over into those that they're working with. It could bleed over into, you know, day-to-day responsibilities and tasks that get built along the way for the potential long-term outcome to get built. It could bleed over into a lot of different things. I'm just not a huge fan of it, guys. I don't believe in it. I don't understand. That's not true. I do understand why companies do it and have so much empathy around it. But what I'm imploring you guys is to not do it. And so this is kind of overarching um, tip around developing ways to, to manage and avoid stress within an organization from an EQ perspective. And I wanted to really pick right on the onboarding spot. Because it's something that I'm seeing a lot of startups and a lot of a lot of growth orgs, definitely growth orgs, suffer from, right? They're hiring 180 people in the next six months. There's no way doing that. Most companies, most companies are being thoughtful about the process internally from the onboarding perspective out of really deep level. I'm not just talking about the simple onboarding that you think is blanket across the org, right? And that's another part I probably should mention the managers need to be empathetic and then the managers need to have EQ as well. And what I mean by that is I don't believe it's a good use of anyone's time or a good idea from an employer branding human perspective to try to speed up an onboarding process, notice someone is not comfortable or not producing like the other seven people did, and then immediately deem them as not as competent or deem them as not a good fit. Maybe they're just different. Maybe they're just a little bit complex. Maybe they need a little bit more time. And if you give them that a little bit more time, maybe they could be the most empathetic, engaged, excited, beneficial, you know outcome-producing badass you've ever found maybe that's possible. And there are multiple examples in my life that I've seen that come true, where if you just give someone enough care, enough attention, enough personalization, they can produce massive, massive, massive outcomes. Not everyone needs to execute and do things how you do them. And that's a part of leadership that so many people still to this day fail. And definitely young founders and young managers within these startup companies, within these growth orgs are failing at that as well. And so that is another aspect of this that I think everybody needs to kind of jump on board with and understand. So this is quick, guys. No, not too quick. Seven minutes here. I wanted to make it like more two or three, but um, I tried to keep it simple, but I needed to just give you guys all the different variables. So those are my thoughts around developing creative ways to manage stress when it comes to EQ, when it comes to onboarding. I really hope this is valuable to you guys and um, hope I sound somewhat crispy. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot.